So this morning, as some food for our contemplation, I want to draw a little bit more of our attention back towards um, that dimension of experience that Kirsten named yesterday morning, kind of in passing the aspect of Vedana or feeling tone, that quality of pleasantness or unpleasantness or uh, sometimes a kind of in-between quality of, you know, mildly pleasant, mildly unpleasant that is present when we look in every moment of contact, in every moment of experience. Uh, And I know this is very familiar territory for lots of us, but it's also really worth turning our attention to again and again and again. So feeling in this, co- in this context doesn't mean feeling as in the kind of emotional response we have to something, but that immediate felt sense of nice or not nice. Uh, and it's this that triggers these patterns of reactivity the patterns of craving, the patterns of aversion, the patterns of avoidance or numbing out and around which or around which our perceptions start to solidify. And quite often we don't notice this aspect of experience until we're way down that cascade of reactivity. And one of the things that the confused or deluded mind tends to assume is that this quality of pleasantness or unpleasantness is inherent in the thing that's being contacted or experienced. But if we investigate a little bit more closely, we can see that that's not the case. So, for example, how pleasant is a cup of tea? What about the wind that's blowing? I noticed for me that when when I say wind, there's an immediate sense of something that's possibly a little unpleasant. If I say breeze, it all sounds very lovely, but where's where's that tipping point between a wind and a breeze? How about the sound of a wood pigeon? So trying to land on a bird that's not at the evident end of a spectrum of sounds. Yeah. What about if if somebody puts sugar in our tea? Is that pleasant or unpleasant? If we happen to be a person who likes our tea with sugar, then great. If we're not, it'll be unpleasant. So the, the uh, experience of Vedana really depends on multiple <laughs> factors again. It depends on the mood that we find ourselves in. It depends on how we're paying attention, what's priming that attention, even how much attention we're paying to something. It depends on a multitude of surrounding circumstances. 
it depends on our expectations. I mean, you might notice that often um, things feel pleasant because they're familiar and there's something comforting in the familiar. So one way to investigate this experience that um, we can, can sometimes be helpful um, is to do as Martine Batchelor likes to do and actually play with giving things a sort of valence on a scale from minus 10 to plus 10. So it's not just simply a case of this is pleasant or this is unpleasant, but there's this whole spectrum and we can see how things shift and move along this spectrum. And even this sense of the thing in the middle that we sometimes, sometimes it's called neutral feeling tone, but there's a whole discussion about whether there is such a thing as neutral or not, or whether it's just that ambiguous middle territory, but it's always somewhere sliding up and down the spectrum. And maybe, you know, again, these are constantly changing. So one of the ways we experience pleasantness is when the unpleasant starts to diminish. If something goes from being a minus 10 to a minus 6, actually it can feel pleasant, even though the overall, um, the overall experience is one of unpleasantness. If something goes from being a plus 10 to a plus, plus 7 or so, we can, we can find that unpleasant. So the diminution of pleasantness is experienced as unpleasant. And if something's in that kind of in-between zone, it can be pleasant if, it, if, it, um, if the mind meets it with equanimity or if it inclines us to an experience, a sense of equanimity. But it can be unpleasant if it inclines us to a sense of boredom or um, ignoring. And the, these feeling tones are arising and shifting and changing so quickly that in the suttas they're likened to being bubbles on the surface of a stream or uh, alternatively to different winds that blow from all directions from north, south, east and west, gentle and strong, hot and cold, wet and dry. You know, so they're coming in all shapes and forms constantly. And so important are they in, um, in their role in setting off this chain of reactivity that, as again, as many of us know, that they, the Buddha actually made them the second foundation of mindfulness after inviting us to uh, place mindfulness with the body. Uh, the, the next invitation is to really notice the experience of feeling tone. And it's a very simple, you know, formulation to know when something's pleasant, when it's unpleasant, when it's neither unpleasant or pleasant. But there's actually a vast um, amount of uh, material to observe there. So it's spelled out how this kind of chain of arising um, happens with the experience of contact at any one of the sense doors. So we've spoken a lot about hearing and sound, or the eye and the, the eye and sights, 
body and touch, tongue and taste, nose and smells, and also the sixth sense door of the mind and the mind contacts. So, uh, quoting from the Honeyball Sutta in the Majjhima Nikaya, in the middle-length discourses, the Buddha says, I consciousness, if we take the I for example, I consciousness arises dependent on the eye and sights. So when you've got a healthy eye out here and things going on out there and there's a meeting of the eye and sights or there's the ear, we were talking about the ear and the vibration landing on the eardrum, there's contact, the meeting of this, a, a sense organ, a phenomenon and the consciousness um, creates contact. The meeting of these three is contact. What you feel, uh, uh, when there is contact, there is feeling. So with any moment of contact, there's feeling. And what you feel, you perceive. It comes also with a perception. Oh, this is this, this is that. And what you perceive, you think about. What you think about, you proliferate. And what you proliferate about is the source from which you're beset by concepts of identity that emerge from this proliferation of perceptions. So this Vedana, the feeling tone in the contact, is a really um, interesting and key um, piece in this building block. Perception, feeling, contact to feeling to perception to thought, to proliferation, and to all the ways that we then form identities in that proliferation, in the ways that we've been speaking about. So it goes on to say that, that when there is the eye and sights and eye consciousness, it's possible to notice contact. When there's the ear and sounds and, sound and ear consciousness, it's possible to notice contact. And when it, there's contact, it's possible to notice feeling, Vedana, feeling tone. And when there's feeling tone, it's possible to notice perception. When there's perception, it's possible to notice thought. And when there's thought, it's possible to notice proliferation. And perhaps not just um, sensory contacts in that sense have a feeling tone, but actually the moods in our mind also, the weather patterns in our mind have a feeling tone. Thoughts have associated feeling tones. Yeah. So uh, an invitation today, this morning and today, is to notice with kindly, non-judgmental awareness, the arising of feeling tones in experience. And this can, can actually be um, a really beautiful way of becoming more intimate with our experience, with kind of dialing up the sensitivity of our mindfulness. And then it gives us the opportunity to de-escalate some of our, our patterns of reactivity. and to deconstruct 
some of those um, you know, binary polarities that we fall into to deconstruct those reactive patterns. So a few suggestions for how we might do that in practice, because one thing that is, is not helpful is to think, oh, now I'm going to really go for it with my Vedana observation and notice the feeling tone in every single moment of my experience. So that just becomes too busy. We, you know, it's enough to have a background awareness of this, of this aspect of experience. But from time to time, you might want to, for example, you know, take one or two repeating mm, experiences in the course of your day, such as when you have a drink or when you step outside for the first time, when you hear a bell go, and just really make that a pause and a reminder to see, okay, what are the feeling tones that are arising with or in this experience? You might want to even grade them on a scale of plus, plus 10 to minus 10. And if we do that repeatedly with the same experience, we'll, we might get to notice, you know, what is it that conditions differences within that? How is that dependent on multiple factors rather than just, um, just the, the particular experience of a bell ringing, for example? And just becoming curious about that. Or, so that's one thing, you know, maybe choosing a few, a few regularly repeating aspects of our experience that we can bring some interest to in terms of this quality of feeling tone. A second way to practice with it might be when we find ourselves in a, in a pattern of reactivity in something we can really, okay, yeah, now I'm, this is a reaction happening. And to see back as to or to see within that what are, where are the feeling tones implicated what are the particular feeling tones that are, are triggering this reaction maybe one really obvious thing maybe a multitude of things so to kind of tease apart some of the building blocks We might also notice the feeling tone in our meditation object, if that's our breath, to just really have a sense of the, the shifting, maybe subtle and shifting different qualities of, of pleasantness or unpleasantness within that, within that experience. Or if we find our attention particularly drawn to something, maybe a sight outside in our walking meditation, a sound that grabs our attention, an aspect of our physical experience. What, is the, what are the feeling tones here? And actually, when we have a, an experience of, kind of maybe of physical discomfort, like a, an ache in the shoulder or a pain in the knee, it's very easy to just lump the whole thing together as pain and find that a very strong valence of unpleasantness because there's something in the concept that backs up, that reinforces, that um, solidifies the idea of unpleasantness because even if I just say the word pain as opposed to say the word comfort, 
You know, it already primes the mind with a certain flavor, doesn't it? So we can, when we can tease sensations apart and linger with them and really feel, feel around them, we might notice that there's, there's more components and more variety to this experience than actually we might have thought. So I'm, I'm sort of, I think the quality of attention I want to suggest with this is not so much like when something's difficult that you have to kind of dig deep into it, but more that we can kind of feel around it and palpate around its edges. So it's a way of, of gently um, contacting, feeling our way around something and into something rather than kind of digging in and certainly not digging in with the idea of I'm going to fix it, I'm going to get rid of it because that, of course, again, we're sharpening these, these polarities, we're sharpening the pattern. And then also, perhaps lastly, is to um, invite us to notice when we're aware of feeling tone clearly aware of a feeling tone and we're aware of not reacting to it. And this might, you know, this might be particularly evident in meditation when we're a bit more settled, we're more, more stable in the midst of experience. But notice how um, the reaction doesn't have to follow on the feeling tone also. So you might be sitting in your meditation peacefully and suddenly a door bangs and we might notice a startle response. But there's just a, 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 a microsecond of recognition, but it doesn't necessarily have to trigger everything that comes afterwards. Or, you know, we hear the sound of a voice and sometimes it's just, okay, it's just noise and it's mildly pleasant, it's mildly unpleasant or we can get caught into a proliferation that says this shouldn't, shouldn't be happening, blah, 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 blah. You have a question, yeah? You, you, may, you may ask a question, yes. Mm. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. So, th okay. So the question is, you know, can multiple different different feeling tones arise within one one experience? And I'd say that the way that we the way that we generally experience experience, yes. You know, there are many. I feel experience is like a symphony arising and it has many threads and strands to it and some of which may be pleasant, some of, it, some of which may be unpleasant. And uh, it's, that's also um, a, a reminder that, you know, when we find ourselves kind of feel like we're kind of bogged down and stuck in a particular dimension of experience, it's always helpful to open up awareness to see what else is here, what else is here. And it's quite resourcing to know that there's room for the pleasant alongside the unpleasant. Yeah. 
So it's the coming coming back to the traditional simile of having a you know a grain of s salt in a in a tea in an egg cup is going to make the water salty, but a grain of salt in a in a big pond or a lake is not going to make the water taste salty. So we have this kind of wider container for holding the experience of pleasantness and unpleasantness. So yes, by all means, you know, notice the apparent simultaneity of these different feeling tones. Yeah. Okay, so please move your body if you need to before we sit and meditate. And then bringing the body into a gesture of coming to rest in the midst of the changing ebb and flow of our experience. So taking a posture with your body that suggests steadiness and uprightness and balance. Letting yourself be welcomed or supported by the earth from beneath, held by the space around. Maybe beginning by feeling where the body's in contact with the ground underneath. can feel the different textures of the surfaces that we're sitting on or in touch with the feet and the legs. Maybe some more palpably pleasant than others. Palpably pleasant sensation. Feeling the shape of your body sitting. 
how it's balanced. Feeling where the hands are resting. quality of sensations in the hands and of the hands touching legs or touching one another. Feeling the breath ebbing and flowing in the body. If you want to make it part of your posture to offer yourself the the gesture of an inward smile. Maybe gently sending the warmth of a smile down through the body. Acknowledging how the body rests in the midst of a soundscape. The energy field of the body commingling with the energy field of the world outside. All of it held in awareness. And then just settling into your meditation using whatever you normally use to support yourself to steady and to become clear. And from time to time, if you like, you can pick up this investigation of feeling tone and some of the ways that I've described.
taking ground and breath and the soundscape our ally if we find ourselves drifting away is refreshing that intention to be present and awake to our experience
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.